uh, again, we welcome you, we say hello, and we've got great things that are happening today. We're going to hear some things uh, about some dreaming that we've been doing as a church and ways that we're going to continue to grow, uh, not only for on the campus, but for online. So wonderful things to see. Uh, if you've not already done so, uh, we'll be receiving communion in a little bit. Pastor Claire will be leading us in that. So if you haven't already done so, you can get some elements ready at home, and whether it's in your kitchen or in the backseat of your car or whatever you have, maybe you'll find some some McDonald's french fries from last night, whatever works. Of course, whatever bread and crackers is the, makes you feel the most holy, uh, that are the best elements you have, it's wonderful because we're having a meal together and that's what's most important. So make sure that you grab that and we'll have uh, just an amazing Sunday together with communion. I have your call to worship this morning, or our, not just yours, our call to worship this morning. Forgive me. judge me <laughs> are you tired and worn out <laughs> listen don't laugh because I laughed at Claire at Pastor Claire and here I am so let's try this again good morning good morning blessed day make a joyful noise and I hope that is what we are doing this morning ah are you tired? <laughs> Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not want, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Here's what I know. God's mercies are new this morning and this year. And so wherever we've been, the mercies are new. So I'm going to invite you to begin to open up your communion elements. This might be the first time you've taken communion this year. We began our series last week called Live in the Dream. Can you all say Live in the Dream? And we really believe that, you know, there is something that God dreamed for each of us in our lives. And, um, and what we know is that there's lots of twists and turns in life. And if we can discover that God is with us in it, that God is guiding us no matter what's happening in the world and the situations of our lives, that we are living in the new morning mercy of God. We're living in the new year mercy of God. And so I just want to breathe that reality in, everybody. You are living in a new morning mercy, a new year mercy. There will be mercies that you've never experienced yet. And that is true, my friends. You know, the best thing about getting older is you can say with the psalmist, I was young and now I'm older. <laughs> And I have never seen 
God's people left on their own. Anytime I ever felt like I was alone, I, I just hadn't learned to look in the new space that God was revealing to me. Anytime I kept looking for God in the old things, it was kind of like, oh, I want you to look over here now. So can everybody just look up for a minute? And, and in whatever way you'd like to say to God, I'd like to be open to seeing you in the new way this year. There's a passage in Isaiah that says, Forget the former things, for behold, I do a new thing. And that might seem impossible, but the beauty part of it is that right before it says, Forget the former things, that you actually are supposed to remember the former things. Like, remember the ways that God has been there in other times, right? And then set that aside and open up and watch for how God will be with you here now. In bread, in wine, in singing, in people, in dreaming. So together we hold the bread and we know that Jesus had a dream. And he knew that it was going to lay beyond the cross he was about to endure. For the joy set before Christ... He endured the cross. And so on that night with bread and wine with friends, he just said, take this, all of you, and eat. This is my body given for you. And every time you eat, remember me. So together, we can say, Jesus, we remember you. After supper, Jesus lifted up the cup, knowing it was going to be the last time he shared the cup with his friends until they met again on the other side of resurrection in a new way. Jesus lifted up the cup and said, Take this, all of you, and drink. This is the cup of the new covenant. It will be for you and for all people so that sins will be forgiven. And every time you drink, remember me. And so together, let's just say, Jesus, we remember you. Uh, just a few things that are happening here at Crossroads. You know that tomorrow is our food pantry, the second Monday of every single month since we've been at church. Yes, yes, yes. So Peggy and her team and Jeff and all of, all of this whole room will be a grocery store tomorrow. So we would love it if you could stay after church today for maybe 10 minutes. That's all it takes if we all pitch in a little bit. 10 minutes to uh, reset the room for our food pantry tomorrow. And if you can help out tomorrow, we can always use extra hands helping out. And we can always, um, if you have a need for food, you're always welcome to come for that too. Uh, the other thing we have happening here at Crossroads is... I'm not seeing a screen in the back. Relationships and the Enneagram retreat. So if you um, are, if that's one of your goals or dreams for the new year is to 
um, have God be at the center of your relationships and be your very best self in every relationship in your life, you definitely want to sign up for this retreat that is going to be just uh, on the 21st. It's going to be three hours that will change your life and relationships. So sign up online or come on back to Next Steps, and we'd be happy to get you signed up if you're in the room. And I think that's all we have for right now. So thank you for joining us. Let's stand together. And we're just going to open up this year with this wonderful way of saying, God, we realize that there are so many ways you express yourself in the world. And so we pray that as we practice a multi-vocal approach, you bring prophetic provision. That through the voices of all the people that call Crossroads home, we'll be able to keep following your dream. For us. So give us ears to hear you and each other yes. in ways that open up heaven, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So take a look at all the voices in this room. I know you can't see voices, but I'm just saying. Ah, everybody do that. Ah. <laughs> yeah. and, and so. Three of you did it. Thanks. Yeah. To you three. And, and you all are a combination of nature, nurture, and free will. You've had life experiences, cultural experiences, and ways that you show up here, and we need you. Yes. The whole kit and caboodle. Amen? Amen. From way over here to way over here, we need one another's voices in Jesus' name. So it is good to be together on the second Sunday of the year. Amen. Amen. So we're going to invite some of our multivocal people to come on up and stand with us for a moment while Scott kind of kicks us off with what in the world are we doing today? I'm just wondering, I must be a kick, a kit then, or kick. kick? You said kit and caboodle, kit the whole kit and caboodle. Kit and caboodle. Uh -huh. I was wondering, am I a kit, kick, kit, or a caboodle? <laughs> anyway, welcome everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> hey, if you weren't here last week, we started our Living the Dream series last week, January 1st, 2023. Wow. That's crazy, huh? Anyway, um, if you weren't here, check it out online because we went through some of the cool things that happened uh, during Advent and some of the great things that you guys accomplished. So I think it would be encouraging for everybody to check it out. And we ended with countless volunteer hours, which is really represented yes. in the folks that are here and the projects they've been working on with people. And we know we're a little heavy on the feminine side. Isn't that nice? <laughs> It, it, uh, but so. it's not because it's just because a couple of our dudes were unable to stand on the platform today. So let's hear it for the dudes that were unable to stand. The dudes that are volunteering yeah, yeah. in another place. And they're in other places yes. serving. Yeah, so it was great. It, just, this is what Claire's really getting at. We're in the back room praying, one of the back rooms around here. And uh, so it was this group, essentially, we're praying. And Claire said, we need a man. And I said, well, hang on. We'll go find one for you. Appreciate it. I'm used to the treatment around here. Anyway, <laughs> hey, how about this scripture? This is a scripture I would uh, encourage all of us. It's a scripture out of Isaiah uh, as we talk about living the dream that Isaiah 43 is a, such a powerful scripture, uh, not only for us corporately, which is what we're going to talk about today a little bit, and living the dream as a community of faith, but it's so powerful for us individually, which we're going to talk about okay. and kind of lean more into that uh, next week as well. Um, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Uh, I'll read it from there. Okay. 
All right. No, I won't. I'm going to read it from here. <laughs> so it'll be very close. It's the NIV, so it'll be very close, but I'm going to add a little bit. Anyway, this is verse 16, or maybe I'm not. This is what the Lord says. Mm -hmm. He who made a way in the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again extinguished and snuffed out like a wick. So God's speaking to Israel and talking about what he had done in their past, reminding them of that, right? And then he says, um, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Everyone say that uh, with me, would you? Do you not, not perceive, perceive it? it? That's really about dreaming, okay? Mm. So anyway, there's a few things that we just want to mention as we move into this conversation. Uh, it's an interesting thing that God says here. First, The first thing he says is remember the past. So he reminds them, and I think God wants to remind us of the past, of what's gone on at Crossroads for the last over 31 years now, um, or 30, about 31 years. Uh, remember the past and remember what's happened in your own life, the good things that have happened. That's so important and so encouraging. And then... In the next statement, God is so awesome the way he speaks to us, right? The next statement is, forget the past. So it's like, remember the past. <laughs> now I want you to forget the past, right? So forget the past. So now you want to remember what God is inviting you to in the future, right? So forget the past or remember the past, forget the past. So as we forget the past, that's where we begin to embrace what God is doing today. God wants us to be a prophetic people, mm -hmm. individually, as families, as, as individuals, and corporately, that we would be the kind of people that remember what God's done, celebrate that, but be prophetic and move into, we can remember that God has done amazing things. We build our lives on the things that God has already done, but we also build our lives on the things that God yes. is inviting us to, yes. right? Yeah. So our conversation today is going to be about some of the things God's inviting us to as a church. Right, and so this is part of living the dream, and we just want you to know that um, we got together back in August as a focus group of 14 people, and, um, and so we just began to let the multivocal approach say, what have we seen and what are we dreaming about? What is it that God's calling us to in the future? So we're asking you to all activate your little happy neurons today and dream <laughs> with us because um, these are folks that have been working on the project teams and um, AJ's on slides today, so he's not here. And Griff is in the middle school, so he's not here. And, you know, Rick is, is not with us this morning. But there have been a lot of people who have been working um, to listen and then to further listen to you. They'll be asking you questions if you're willing to answer them. And, uh, and so just know that your voice will be heard. What God has been speaking to you in your dreams, what God has been kind of just disturbing you with okay yep I can see it already people are like no don't even say it don't even <laughs> yep but what God's been and, and and your pain and your healing are all a part of this story so we're gonna welcome our intentional church project peeps that have been working on these things and let them tell us what they've been up to come on yeah, give them a big yeah. tell them tell them thank you thank you thank you for what they've been up to Okay, we're going to have a seat because this is going to be a long panel if we're all standing <laughs> the whole time. Good morning, Crossroads. 
I'm really happy to be here today. My name is Kelly Finn, if we haven't met so far, and um, I've had the pleasure of leading some of this work with people up here and people in the room and people who aren't here today. She's called the activator. <laughs> yes. That's you like that? Everybody say it with me like Arnold Schwarzenegger. The, the activator. activator. This is my official name for this <laughs> um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about some of what we've been up to, and then we're going to give a chance for some other folks to share about their individual projects. And so when we've been talking and thinking about all the good things that already exist at Crossroads, and there are many, we spent much of our time talking about uh, why this place is so important to us and why this place feels like home for so many of us. And then we also talked about how can we bring others into that work, right? Like, who are the people who are not in these walls right now that we aren't yet reaching? Um, and so when I think about that work, three words sort of came to me. Um, and the first is being, right? We'll get into this. But just be who we are. Like, to me, Crossro Crossroads feels like a place where I can come on a Sunday and I can be who I am, right? Whether that's like I'm really social and extroverted and want to connect with people or I just want to sit in the corner and sort of have my feelings on Sunday, right? The second is belonging. Like this place is a community, right? We do this stuff together. We go through hard times. We go through joyful times. Um, and we want to create a sense of belonging for everyone who comes through these doors. Um, and the third is becoming, and when we think about that, we think about all of the transformation work that we are being led through, that we're doing on our own, uh, classes and workshops and the Enneagram work, thinking about who it is that God is calling us to be. So to sort of frame this conversation, I just want you to think about those three words, maybe what they mean to you, right, and what they've meant to you here at Crossroads. Hmm. So as we get into being, um, we're going to think about sort of um, who we are and who God is calling us to be with our identity, um, with all of the stuff that we sort of bring to the table here. Um, so the first word is being, and I want you to think for a moment about um, who you're sort of called to be. And we're going to read this, and I'm going to turn around because my eyes aren't much better than Scott's. <laughs> right. um, and this is from Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll, you'll learn, learn how to, to live freely and lightly. And I think that's beautiful, a beautiful way to start this conversation is to say, sometimes I think our culture is so focused on what we're doing next, right? What's the next thing? Who are we going to become? But the first step is to just be. And I think that's the invitation for us um, that God has for each one of us to say, just come and rest. And I think Crossroads is a place that tries to model that. You can come here and just rest, and that's enough sometimes. So then we'll go into belonging. That's sort of the second step. Cole Arthur Riley says it this way. People talk about God as three distinct people in one. If this is true, it means the whole cosmos is predicated on a diverse and holy community. And if we bear the image of God, that means we bear the image of a multitude. To bear the image of God in its fullness, we need each other. Amen. And so, amen. 
As we think about belonging, we think about all of the identities that we bring with us to the table, right? Um, and I think the invitation at Crossroads is to be this, right? To be different people with different identities and backgrounds who find a place here, right? So that's sort of our second step is to think about belonging. And the third is to think about becoming, becoming who we are. And Shauna Nyquist says this, you don't just become a Christian one time, it's a constant becoming. You are born again and again and again, deeper into this tradition, deeper into the scripture. And I think here we have a lot of different invitations to become who God is calling us to be, to become the next version of ourselves without forgetting the past. Um, so those are our three themes that we'll sort of use to talk about this today. Um, and I'm going to hand it over to some of my amazing peers who are leading this work with me. Um, and we're going to start with Teshna, who's going to talk about sort of our being work, our diversity, equity, and inclusion. So Teshna, welcome, and tell us about what you're doing. All right, so first I wanna say, um, just think about when she was just talking about being, being able to be present, being able to be who you are. Um, and one thing I thought about, and I wrote it down, I said, in order for people to be able to, to just be, we need to remember that God invites people from every nation, tribe, tongue, belief system, gender, and ability into his family. Mm -hmm. And so for in order for people to just be, they need to feel comfortable. So that means that we need to make sure that we have, um, we're including diversity, we're including equity, we're including um, inclusion, that people feel included. And so a few of the things that um, we're doing um, and is one is that we're making, uh, actually these are objectives, um, be more visible, um, no, sorry, to have a more visible focus on the diversity core value. Um, a few months ago, I talked about that. So we want to make that more um, vis visible when people come, become members of the church. Um, the other thing is identify ways to foster diversity in decision making. So um, one cool thing uh, when I think about that is that um, this is one of the things that I'm actually doing at my job is that having a tool to help you make decisions. So it helps you go through some things, ask some questions, kind of come up with some things, think about barriers and things like that, that you have no clue um, that could be a barrier for somebody. So I'm gonna just put this out there because we're all honest people. So you think about our church, how it's designed. So you look at our upstairs right here. If we have somebody with a disability, how are they gonna get up the stairs? And so when you think about things like that, the tool will be able to help us make decisions based off of that. Like, who is this going to affect? Who is it going to, you know, it might hinder somebody or whatever. So that's one of the things that we're going to be focusing on. And then the other thing is provide educational pathways around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so um, I know today we do have our cultural connections group, uh, which I'm so happy is our ministry, new ministry. Um, but anyways, um, we'll be able to educate our, our church on different things around diversity, equity, inclusion, whether it's with our kids, whether it's with, you know, our ushers, whether it's with, you know, whatever. Um, we're going to be fostering a way that we can educate um, people within um, our church around that topic. Thanks, I'll just give like a, a just a little um, comment on that too. I had a, a gentleman who was um, visually impaired in our uh, in our training this past week, and he talked about he was going to write prayers for the visually impaired, 
And he made us, I mean, all of us just kind of like sat up in our seats saying, okay, that's right. We have not thought about these things. And so we just thank you, Tesh, for um, bringing us your, your skills from even outside here that you use at the hospital and in the county and on the governor's task force um, to help us think about how to see people that we don't always see because we're not them but we want to include. Yeah, yeah and I, I think it's not just um, think about it like for the first time because some things we've thought about, we just need to, we just need to give more attention mm -hmm. to, to rethink, continue, continue to grow. Mm -hmm. That's how we keep moving, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tasha. Um, Taneka is leading our connection and belonging team. So Taneka, tell us what you've been up to. All right, we've been up to a lot. Obviously. <laughs> um, well, and with that, you know, um, when you think about connecting and belonging, you know, some people are like, well, what does that mean? Um, have you ever felt like you've been going through the motion and you've been in these places, even at work or coming to church, and, but you don't really feel like you belong to that place? And so we're going to be really looking at um, how we can help. Um, assist with that, even with you walking through the doors. How do I feel like I can belong to something um, like a church, even if it's in the walls, outside of the walls? Um, we already have a lot of, you know, outreaches that we do outside of these walls. But, you know, how can we take that to another level? How can we connect to people so that they can, one, feel connected and feel like they belong to Jesus and to God along with a group of people that come to worship together. Mm -hmm. You know, what does that look like? And so um, we started with some, you know, things. As you can see, we have one of the things that where you're sitting at today. Um, we had to kind of move past the COVID, you know, um, seating, not saying we were getting rid of, right? We Now how can we go back? Because some people feel like they can connect more if they're sitting next to people. Um, they can connect more if people are not grouped together so that they don't feel like an outsider. Mm -hmm. um, but what do we do with that? How do we take that out even outside of these walls? How do we bring that in here? Because we don't want anybody to come in feeling like, and I keep saying feeling, because in order for me to feel connected and like I belong to something, I have to feel that. That's an individual thing. That's not something that somebody can push on me. It's like, no, you feel connected because you do this. No, that, that's not it because that's me. This is how I feel connected. And so we're going to be looking at ways to make sure that you guys, as well as people that come in, people that watch online, how do they still feel like they're connected and belong to Christ and to the church body? Thanks, Taneka. And one of the things, Scott and I had two conversations this week with two people, one in their 30s, one a younger person, um, that said they, since COVID, they've really suffered with social anxiety and that the re-entering groups has been super difficult. And we just were so grateful that they wanted to have that conversation with us and that how can we not only create spaces where people would like to be a little bit closer to other bodies in the room, but also still maintain spaces where people who need to be safe still have a way to uh, have that space because we're not trying to make you into our own image. We want you to be who God is creating you to be and to be 
to be really sensitive to wherever each of us are on the journey right now. So how will it help you to feel like you belong? So just know that even when we're talking about belonging, we're not trying to make us all one person. We're trying to create ways for each of us as we're walking back into the, you know, this new time to know that you belong and sing, this is me, oh, 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 come on. <laughs> so our third group is our becoming group. So this is the group thinking about um, all of the transformation work we're doing and how we sort of engage people in that. So Hannah's gonna talk for a minute about our engagement pathways work. Yeah, so I am actually here in place of Rick Smith, who is the leader of our team. And um, we were tasked with the engagement pathway, um, which is kind of mapping out how we have opportunities from people, for people from the moment they enter the church doors for the first time, whether you've been here for 20 years, what opportunities lay ahead of you at Crossroads. And we really struggled with pathway sounding a little linear. And at Crossroads, our mission is helping people navigate the journey, right? And we know that the journey is different for, for everyone. So it's a little difficult to create this map in a way that doesn't feel linear. It says, this is the right way to do things. This is the right order to do them. Because we all know that the opportunities for us are all very different. So we've been excited to think about how do people enter the church? And we think a lot of people enter the church thinking of the person they want to become. So I want you to think about the first time you stepped into Crossroads. What led you to come in the doors? Was there a person who invited you? Was there like a reputation that you were interested in, whether that was just a website or more? And then I want you to think now about why you walked through those doors today. And some of you are like, that's hard to think about. I've done it a thousand times in a row. Like, I just walked through the doors. Um, but what are the things that have kept you here? Um, the people, the classes, the programs, the things that you've learned that led you to walk through the door today. So some of you might have thought of your friends, like I come to see my friends and engage with them. Um, and we know that community plays a huge role in who we become, right? And we love being in this community because of the people who are helping us to become the better version of ourselves, right? Um, so we want to create a pathway that helps people create those relationships easily because some people don't stay here because they don't find those relationships easily, right? And if you've been here for 10 years, we want to continue to create ways for you to meet new people as well. And some of you might have thought of the things that you've learned at Crossroads that have changed your perspective, right? So many people come to church looking for personal growth, whether that's a Bible study, being able to light a candle on a Sunday morning, right? That changes who we are. Um, whether that's self-awareness and the Enneagram, there are so many different opportunities that we have for people to grow. And we want to create a pathway that makes sense for people to do that. Um, and then other people come to church because they want to, they want a purpose, right? They want to be able to serve their community. They want to see justice happen. And they know God cares about that too. They want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And we become different when we serve people at the food pantry. Um, those things change us, right? Um, when we uh, are serving our kids, those conversations help us become someone of compassion, right? And so we're really thinking about those three angles of creating a pathway that's social, creating a pathway that is purpose-driven, and creating a pathway that is um, growth-oriented, right? 
Um, and with that, we also know that some people are just trying to watch, right? You're just wanting to observe and figure out if any of that stuff is for you. So we're trying to um, make kind of a visual map that helps people navigate the journey without forcing anything ill-fitting on anyone. And with that, we really believe that God has an invitation for everyone in this room to, to continue becoming, right? God isn't finished with anyone. Um, and a strong word throughout our training was prophetic provision. Like we really believe that Crossroads is a place of prophetic provision for people. And we want our engagement pathway to be something that meets people and clarifies exactly what God wants to offer them in this season of their life. Thank you. Mm. Mm. So we want <laughs> you all to be a part of this work too. So mm. some of you might be sitting here thinking, I don't know what they're talking about. What is all of this really going to look like, right? So um, we want you to sort of think about how you can be a part of this work too. There's sort of a core group of us working on some of these projects, but we care about your voices and your perspective. And we all have a different path in terms of like what brought us to Crossroads and why we're still here today. And we think that's really important for this work. So we're going to take a few minutes um, and start to think about some of those things. You'll see there are some note cards on your table or, or near you with pens. Um, and we have just a few questions that we're going to take a few minutes in silence to reflect on. This is not a quiz, so if you don't want to answer all of them, that's okay. We don't need your name on it. Right. So if everybody could just hold their little card in your hand. We're, again, we're not going to make sure you turn it in. You're not going to get a pass-fail. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. We're getting one to you. Just raise your hand up, and somebody will help you find one. We need some over on this side. Awesome. Look at everybody sharing. Way to go, Jaquiel. Way to lead. Yep. Jaquiel's a great sharer. He is. Anybody else need one? Okay. So our first question is, why do you come to Crossroads? So that could be, why did you come in the first place? That could be, as Hannah said, why did you walk in the door today? Why do you come here? The second question is, what makes you feel like you belong at Crossroads? And if that's a hard question or you don't know what makes you feel like you belong at Crossroads, that's okay. You could think about what would make you feel like you belong at Crossroads if that doesn't exist yet. Thank you. 
our third question is, what keeps you engaged at Crossroads? So is it our Sunday service? Is it a ministry that you're a part of? Is there a class that you took or an Enneagram retreat you went on? What are the things that sort of help keep you engaged here? When you're done, you can just leave it right on your table. We'll come around at the end and pick them all up. So you can just leave them. If you want a few minutes to think about it after service, you're more than welcome to do that. So thank you for being a part of this dreaming and visioning with us. We're really excited to do this work alongside all of you. Um, and you see some of the faces now who are a part of it. So if you have thoughts or questions or things you want to sort of wrestle through with us, that's why we're here. So thanks for being a part of this process. Thanks, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Can we hear it for this group? They're just doing remarkable work. Yep. Awesome stuff. I remember when, um, when we started as a church in those first few moments together, those first few times of meeting, I was kind of laughing when you said, did you come because of a website? I was thinking, was there an internet <laughs> when this started? <laughs> like, um, but uh, we had a dream. Um, that emerged immediately, and I think that dream is still very alive. And the dream was that Crossroads would be a place that uh, would be prophetic mm. and different, not just for the not just for the point of being different. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, I'm not interested in trying to be different just to be different, but different because that was the invitation of God for us. And we've heard that through the years. We've heard that from multiple multiplied leaders over, Claire and I especially have heard this from people that have come from different parts, really of not only the country but the world, that Crossroads is a different place. And part of what makes it different is because of this kind of work, prayer, and investment. And it's the heart of God kind of issues out of the people. I want to read a scripture to you and... Um, and then I, I have one other thing I want to mention. But this scripture has always guided us, I think. Um, and it's about the early church. And it's a dream. And I think it's what we're in pursuit of. And it's what we've just talked about here for a few minutes. And they devoted themselves to teaching. This is in Acts 2. And to fellowship. And to the breaking of bread. And to praying. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were being done. All the believers were together, and they had things, everything in common. They sell, sold their possessions and their goods. They gave when people had needs. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, and they broke bread in homes together, and they ate together. They had glad and sincere hearts, and they praised God and enjoyed the favor of all the people. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And we believe, like we 
think maybe at least most of you, if not all of you, believe that there is nothing more important for any of us than having a relationship with Jesus. And the way that that happens is together. As we passionately pursue what God has, I think we all know that we've experienced as a community of faith some of what God has to offer, mm. but we have not experienced all that God has to offer. So that's the invitation that I'm hearing from Kelly and her team and the invitation of scripture and the invitation most importantly from the Holy Spirit is God has so much more in store for us as a church. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Don, will you sing to us before we pray prayers of the people? Life has seen so many ups and downs I move from rock to shifting, shaking ground I strive for what is right But it's just outside my grasp And by myself I try to gain For what I only need to have
stand with us for prayers of the people? <clears throat> God, you intentionally made each of us in this room. You made us in your image, in your likeness. You breathe life into our souls. In a world where human beings are asked how and what they are doing, help us to believe that the truest thing about us is that we are very good. When we look at our neighbor, teach us to see your very good fingerprints in their very being. Always. As we As dream, dream about our church, may we participate in and create places where people can be themselves and be who you are calling them to be. God, we want to connect, be connected with you, ourselves and others. We long for places where we feel safe, seen, and understood. We pray for those who feel that there is nowhere they belong, especially teach us how to love others the way we want to be loved. Lead us to relationships that bring life where your love changes us. As we dream about our church, may we participate and create places of belonging. God, we long for a world that is more whole. We long for resolution to our conflicts, peace that unites us, and for everyone to have the resources they need. We long to be people who help meet the needs of our world. We have dreams for ourselves and our family. We dream of who we will become. We want to surround ourselves with people and knowledge that will help us to become the people and world we are longing for. As, As we, we dream about, about our church, church May we participate in and create places where people are becoming their best selves. Amen. 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 And so um, let's just maybe think of the scripture that has been foundational for this church. Jeremiah 6.16. You might not have it committed to memory, but... Stand at the crossroads and look, and ask for the ancient paths, and ask where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. So just hold your hands in a way that lets God know you want to walk in the paths that God has, both the ancient and the future paths. Just take a breath and know that God is dreaming about doing something with you this year. Being with you in ways you've never known before. Just breathe that reality in. 
No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it even entered into the heart of human beings what God has prepared for those God loves. So breathe that in, something you've never seen, never heard, never known, you and God together this year. And then for Crossroads Church and all of the multi-vocal, multi-thinking, multi-feeling, multi-doing people, that together we would live the John 17 prayer, that we would learn how to be one, just as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. God, will you send your Holy Spirit and let us see that we could what we could never hear, think, see, or do without you. We want to dream what you're dreaming for Crossroads. children. If you want to bring the future through food pantry, stay with us and help us suffer your love. Bless you guys. Can you say thank you to the intentional church folks and all they're doing? Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Let's get this room ready for our community tomorrow.